Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. September 27th, 2022. That is a date, my friends, that my first ever book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead After Being Knocked Down, will be released into the wild, as we say, or even the world. Uh, And I'm hoping and praying that it'll be released all over the world, actually. The more people that read this book, the better. But getting to this point where I can officially say to you, this is the launch date, uh, has been quite the incredible journey over the last, I'd say, three years, or even just me getting to this point, telling you the story today. Now, originally, I never thought that I would be a published author. As you guys know, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to Uh, you know, tell stories through that powerful medium. And who knows, maybe one day I'll still continue to do uh, one of my other passions. But, you know, if you had have told me, say, three, four years ago, hey, Jay, do you think of writing a book? I would have said, no way, I want to make movies instead, Um, even though I loved reading books. So this whole process of me finding the, the book in the first place has been quite the story. And I do want to share with you that today. Um, So originally, like I said, I didn't want to write a book, uh, but I started writing a book back in 2019, uh, the beginning stages of 2019. And really what it was back then, it was an excuse for me to pretty much write down all the pain and hurt that I was feeling at the time, because I was going through quite a bit. And I thought naively, I was seeing a lot of people, you know, become bestsellers, write books, all that sort of stuff. And I was very interested in that. So I naively thought, hey, I can write a book too. I can just share all my pain or all the things that are going on. I have no real context whatsoever. And it would amazingly get published and become a New York Times bestselling book. I know that's the crazy mindset that I was in at the time. Little did I realize back then 
of the crazy journey that I would undertake getting this book to where it is. So I started writing a very different book back then. It was titled In Failure, You Learn Humility. I know it's not exactly the best book title, but that's what it is. Uh, or what was, sorry. Uh, but when I finished the first draft of that book, uh, I felt rather ashamed by it because I had no idea what in the world it actually was. Uh, and I sent it to one person and even she was like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> sadly. And so I felt so ashamed by it. So I decided, you know what, I'm never going to become an author. And I decided to shelve the book. I must have thought, you know, somewhere within me, I might actually revisit it later on down the track. But then in that moment, who knows? I was just like, never going to touch this again. So um, it's actually quite interesting that I did shelve it. But anyway, so I go about my life. I uh, do the things I need to do, but come to the end of 2019 and I start the story box. Uh, you guys know all know the story of that. Hopefully you do. Uh, I came up with uh, another book idea and that started with a conversation that I had with my now boss. Uh, and that was sort of like the, the source of inspiration. So here I am, I've shelved this other book that, uh, I didn't want to touch and I've started writing another book. And I thought that maybe this book that I was writing would be the first book that I release. Uh, anyway, I get halfway through that book and I realize, hang on a minute. I have just started this book, yet I attempted to do this other book. It's just sitting there now. I kind of feel like I haven't given it my best. I haven't given it my all. And my grandfather used to say to me, Jay, if you do a job, do it excellently and don't give up until it's actually finished and you know that you've given it your all. Uh, and I didn't feel like I had given the first book that I started my all at all. <laughs> uh, so I decided to have some courage and undertake the massive challenge of trying to figure out what that book was going to look like and be. And to be quite honest with you guys, I had no idea whatsoever. Uh, and I was nervous as anything, but what I decided to do was delete everything that was actually in the form of the old book and try and start again. I still kept the title for a period of time because I was still like, okay, this, this could be something, but I just deleted all the content and thought, okay, well, God, if you really, really want me to write this book, then you'll give me all the words to say, you'll give me the context, you'll give me uh, all the lessons and everything that I need in terms of getting this book uh, finished. And at a point where it's actually readable too, because I like saying, and I do mention in the book as well, that imagine that I'm Batman and grammar is a joker. Uh, I hate the joker, meaning I hate grammar, yet we are symbiotic. Batman wouldn't be Batman without the joker. And Jay and his book wouldn't be really a book without uh, grammar. <laughs> so I love that analogy. But anyway, um, I... I just decided to start writing and a lot of the people that I was speaking to at the time and I was asking for advice, they just said, start writing and see where it goes. So I get about a little bit uh, beginning 2020 and uh, I actually have uh, what I call an Eagle journal 
This is the first Eagle journal that I was given as a gift in 2016, believe it or not. And um, I saw on, on the cover my life verse, which is Isaiah 40 verse 31. And the cover of it has the wings like eagles. And it got me thinking, you know, of my life and, and the kind of life that I have lived and why that verse in particular is my life verse. Why do I resonate it with, with it so much? And the, the reason why I resonate, resonate with it so much is because my life is, has been going, there's been a lot of downs, but I haven't stayed down. I've gotten up and I've kept moving forward. So the analogy for me was, uh, or the picture more or less, was this eagle up in the sky soaring high above the clouds and above life, above all the struggles. And that's what really I equated my own life to, that with, with me going through a difficult time, I was able to get up, spread my mighty wings and use those challenges as wind beneath my wings to give me the boost and give me the lift and, and, and to get me moving forward. And the verse uh, actually says, those who hope in the Lord, and I do more than hope, actually, I, I believe. In him. So if I believe in him and I do hope in him that he's going to give me the strength needed, then ultimately what's going to stop me from staying down apart from me making that choice? So I realized that, you know what? I'm envisioning a path here. Hang on a minute. I'm on the path of an eagle. The subtitle didn't come until much later on. And uh, I thank Amy Wolf for helping me out with that one as well. Shout out, Amy. You're awesome. But that's where the title really, really came. And, and the theme behind the book was, all right, I am going to show you through my life experiences and my stories. It's not, not really a memoir sort of thing. It's just stories from my life to help you understand that you can't, you're not a victim or you shouldn't be a victim of the challenges and the pain that you do experience. And believe me, there's a lot of things in there that you may never have known about me and the things that I've gone through. And it was just a, a time for me to be courageous as well, to be vulnerable with each and every one of you, because in vulnerability, you learn so much. There's so much wisdom and, and so much power when we choose to be vulnerable. And so that's what I did with, with this book. And, and before I, I was, yes, I was just vomiting out all the things that I've been through, but I was keeping a lot in and I, I wasn't sharing the, the real truth of things, the whole truth that is just sharing little bits and pieces. But this one, I decided to go all in and I got peace from God about it and just decided to share all the things that I have been, been through and the wisdom and the advice from not just myself, but others as well. Because I also realized that there are a lot of you out there that are going through challenges right now or have gone through challenges. And some of you may be stuck. Some of you may not even know how to get out of those challenges and, and lead the very best life possible. I think leadership is, is a big component to each and every one of our stories. And if you, you are a leader right now and, and how you choose to lead your life makes a world of difference, not just to your life, but others as well that are looking at your life and how you are leading it. So I want to help you guys lead the best life possible, lead forward. And the eagle analogy is one of my favorite analogies to use because you can, it's, 
an eagle is beautiful and you can just picture an eagle when its wings are spread and it's just gliding or soaring through the air. It is a picturesque moment. So imagine that is your life right now. That can be possible for you. So anyway, long, long story. I know it is a, a very long story. Uh, so I finished the first draft and I, I didn't know what to do next. <laughs> I had no idea. So I started the process of reaching out to editors. At first, I asked a friend of mine if he would consider editing the book. And I'm glad that he said no, because uh, he's not a professional editor. Whereas if I had have stuck with him, the book probably wouldn't be where it is today. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. It's no one's fault. It, it just was a sign from God saying, I need you to go down this direction and not this direction. So I chose to start reaching out to a bunch of editors that I found online. And anyway, I got rejected by 10 of them. And I thought, you know what? I'm getting rejected by 10 people, probably because they don't think that the book's going to be any good. Uh, and secondly, probably because it's not even a book. Like I, I was even wrestling with, I was happy with certain aspects of the book, but not entirely like I am now. Um, but anyway, it comes towards the end of uh, 2020, uh, Christmas time. So I am doing my Christmas shopping and I love going into bookshops. Book uh, and one of my favorite bookshops was in Castle Hill. And someone was sitting at the front of Castle Hill Dimmick's bookshop and he was selling his book. And, you know, normally I would just walk in, wouldn't really bother but this time I happen to do a double take. So I look, think, yeah, okay, fair enough. And then I stop and then do a double take. And then I start talking to this guy and we strike up a conversation. He tells me about his book, why he wrote it, that sort of thing. My curiosity there and, and trying to interview him without a mic. <laughs> um, but then I, I, we turn it around. So then I tell him about, the fact that I'm writing a book too, and, and I'm looking for uh, the next stage kind of thing. And he's like, look, Jay, let's connect on Instagram and, and, you know, I'll like following. Um, and then I, I had a, an idea, Hey, this guy has an editor or an editor that edited his book. Why don't I ask him whether or not he'd be willing to set me up with his editor? So I, took a chance again and sent him a, a DM and, and surprisingly he sent me the details of his editor, an email address said, give it a go and let me know, just mention my name and you, we'll see. So I reached out and two days pass and I hear nothing. And I start to get a little bit worried, you know, maybe my, maybe my email didn't connect or hit, maybe got lost in spam, who knows? But then on the third day, I get a response and it was from a, a extremely kind, wonderful, loving lady. I call Michelle. That's in my head. Her name's probably Michelle, uh, Michelle Perry. And she was like one of, she's a great editor. She's worked with very high end companies that I knew of and, and books as well. And I thought, this is amazing. What a connection. And she resonated with, with the material and she wanted to help make it into what I envisioned it being. 
And that for me was like a sign that, hey, okay, I've got the first big hurdle over and done with. It is going to become an edited book. That is awesome. So the process was a three-month-long process that we began in March of 2020. Um, And for, for three months, we did three stages of editing the book. But the amazing thing was when I got back the copy edit stage, which is the second stage of the process, uh, I sent the book out to a number of people that I wanted to have read it and potentially provide endorsements for it because I found out the same thing. But I had no idea during that period of time that I needed to get a book agent. So what I had done was something completely uh, unique and not many people actually do it uh, these days, but I had written the book and got an editor, whereas before you can get an agent and the agent will pitch your idea to a publisher and the publisher will buy it ahead of time and give you a period of time to actually write the book. Whereas I had written the book already and I was in the process of getting edited. So, you know, the process of me finding an agent, I'm like, how in the world do I do that? I don't know any agents. What, what in the world do I do? So the first agent that I actually ever connected with was from a friend of mine uh, who was a guest on the show. And I, look, he, he didn't say yes. He gave me so much information that I needed to hear about the book, about my audience, about what I was to expect, you name it. So that was my first taste of a, an agent and what they're looking for. But then after that, I started to get more and more and more rejection. So friends of mine would, would connect me with their agents and that would be an, an absolute massive blessing. But for the most part, they could see what I wanted the book to be. They loved my enthusiasm. They loved who I was. They loved the book. Uh, some of them didn't like the book. They didn't connect with it, but that was okay as well. But ultimately it came down to me having a big enough audience. See, the what I didn't realize at the time, the publishing world had has changed dramatically even in the last couple of years. So before, like you you could be taken a chance on and you could get your book published even if you didn't have a massive audience. Whereas from nowadays, you need a pretty damn big audience because usually the publisher won't help too much to promote the book. So they're relying heavily on social media numbers for that for that particular person. Uh, I didn't have a massive social media following, still don't. Uh, I have a pretty decent sized podcast, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but that wasn't enough. It needed to be a lot more than that uh, for agents to represent you. And I understood, like agents work really, really hard. They go into bat for you. Uh, and publishers also want to uh, know that the book is potentially going to sell many copies. It's money machine as well, right? So I understood all these things. But then again, I wasn't getting any agents. And, you know, so I was getting a little bit discouraged, not going to lie. This is a, a couple of month process. The book had been uh, completed. It was finalized. And all these amazing people, such as Gabby Bernstein, even Mel Robbins, uh, Dr. Nicola Pera, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Josh Axe, Chris Norton, uh, so many incredible people, David Nurse, Dr. Sarah Woodhouse, uh, Susie Zinn, all you amazing people 
read either read the book, endorsed the book, believed in it. So the more endorsements that I got as a result, and by the way, there's a lot of them in there. So if I missed your name, I apologize. You're in the book. <laughs> um, but you know, I am extremely oh Tana Amen who wrote the incredible foreword of the book. I mean, I cannot thank her enough uh, for making that possible. She said yes, and she gave me an opportunity. And it was actually one of the agents that asked me to ask someone that I knew. And the one person that I, I had to ask and had to go to was Tana Eamon because we have a similar story. I did ask someone else who was who was very willing and able. She ended up endorsing the book too. And I'll be forever grateful for these people that came along my path, believed in me, believed in the book and gave me a chance. I still didn't have an agent <laughs> and an agent is important to getting a, a publisher. So I thought it was actually Gabby Bernstein that said something to me in the process. So she connected me with her publisher and we had a, a connection there, which was awesome once again, but the publisher chose not to publish the book once again. That's okay. But she told me something interesting. She goes, Jay, uh, why haven't you reached out directly to publishers? Why do you need to go down the agent route? And she even connected me with her agents and, and once again, didn't work out as what I thought it would, but that's still okay nonetheless. And I don't, you know, I didn't get uh, annoyed or frustrated. I just got a little bit discouraged and that happens. I mean, you've got this book that you want uh, published and you've worked incredibly hard to have it happen. And you're seeing a lot of people, they're getting their books published and you're questioning whether or not your book will ever get published. And it's a difficult road, but it was a such a rewarding one. And I was learning so much along the process. And God was telling me, patience, Jay, I've got the right one. I'm going to open up all these doors to give you so much wisdom, so much insight that you're going to need moving forward. Uh, and, you know, he opened so many doors and he closed a lot as well. Once he was done with them, they closed. But new ones kept on opening up. So I had this idea after... Uh, I, I saw like, look, agents aren't going to represent me. I got rejected by over 40 of them. Uh, that is a number that I am estimating. And I know the number is a lot higher than that because I did a lot of reaching out. Uh, a lot of emails were sent uh, and I made quite a few connections, uh, spoke to a couple of them and, you know, it's okay. Then I had the idea of, okay, I'm going to be creative. I'm going, I've got a problem in front of me. I need to find a solution. That's when my creativity came in. And it's like the story box with, with connecting with people, you don't have a direct option. So try and find another way. There's always another way. And what I decided to do was create a list of potential publishers who I thought would be interested in wanting to publish the book or reading the material. And then I found a lot of the editors uh, from that particular publishing and publishers, by the way, you got the main publisher, then they got imprints. We're still part of the publisher. Long whole thing I didn't know and needed to learn. So I found all these editors' email addresses and formed a, a lot of emails. And that was over 40 publishers. The one publisher that I didn't have on the list who ended up becoming my publisher was Post Hill Press. And you know what? I had in my heart and mind the entire time that I was going to be published by 
uh, Harper Collins, Thomas Nelson. That was, you know, my, my dream publisher. I was gunning for it, you know, but then when that door closed, I was like, well, now what, you know, great. Uh, perfect <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, anyway, I was back to the drawing board. So I was getting rejected by all these publishers and, you know, I, once again, wasn't angry, wasn't upset, just disappointed. Uh, but I knew there was other options. And, and once again, my saying, be persistent, remain consistent, the things you want came into play all the time. And my level of perseverance, once again, too, that is God-given. I can't not say that it's just me. It, it definitely is God helping me through all this. And there were some very, very difficult times. Ask my mum. <laughs> she she went through the journey with me too, same with my whole family. Uh, anyway, one day I'm standing at my desk and I've got this bookshelf uh, behind me, as you guys see, but it's a lot bigger than what you're seeing. You're just seeing like not even half of it. Uh, but anyway, one of the books in my bookshelf that was given to me by Peter Malouk, uh, who wrote or co-wrote one of the books, Unshakable with Tony Robbins and The Path with Tony Robbins. Now, Peter Malouk and I connected, had a great conversation in 2020, and he sent me a copy of his book that was published by Post Hill Press. I looked at the spine of the book and saw the publisher's name. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a little bit of research here. It sounds like a good company. I mean, if they're publishing Tony Robbins' work, then it must be must be awesome, must be great. So I looked up on their website. They had so many other great authors that I knew, Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, Evan Carmichael, and then so many others as well. And I thought, huh, maybe, maybe I can give these guys a go. And then I also looked at uh, their values and what they publish I thought, you know what? It aligns great with mine, what this book is about. Maybe I might give it a go. And I found, oh, I didn't really, I didn't know who the team was and I didn't know who to contact, who the editor was. So what I did, searched up on LinkedIn and found the company on LinkedIn and, and their employees and stumbled across one lady in particular, Deborah Englander. I call Debbie now. She's incredible, another wonderful lady who I'll be forever indebted to and appreciate you forever just believing in me. But I didn't know her email address, so I took a, I took a chance on all the email addresses that I had uh, came up or found over the, over the period of time and I learned, okay, some publishers use the first name, you, you name it, so it's more creativity and more problem-solving. Um, so I took a chance, sent the email out, and within a day later, did not expect her to respond that quick, but she did. First line is, Jay, how did you find me? Just curious. Second line is, let me re review the material and get back to you. Third line is, uh, oh, she goes, it interests me. And I was like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> and then third line is, then we can set up a, a Zoom meeting but around that time as well, uh, while she's re reviewing it, I got a, another endorsement back and I sent her uh, that new re re revision. Anyway, she decides that she wants to set up a Zoom meeting with me. Now, here I am. I uh, removed all expectation, uh, everything, and I did not expect her to say what she was about to say to me. Uh, 
I had been getting countless rejections. So I think I was preparing myself for another rejection. But anyway, we connect on Zoom and within five minutes, she said to me, Jay, I want to publish your book. I was mind blown. Like after all these months of rejection, one after the other, finally I had one publisher saying to me, Jay, I want to publish your book. And it was funny because I had said to my mom, um, I would cry if I got a publisher. But here I am, shocked, and I couldn't cry. <laughs> I, I just, I think I was in so much amazement and, and just wonder at, at the fact that it's actually going to happen that tears just didn't flow. They came much later, believe me. And I think they're going to come later as well. Um, but anyway, I remember just texting my mom saying, I'm going to be a published author. And she was so excited for me, you name it. Anyway, the process from there went really, really quickly, got the contract, uh, read over the contract. And for all you guys that did help me with the contract, thank you once again, you're awesome. Um, and then I signed it and pretty much found out not that long ago, the published publication date. September 27th, 2022. And that means it is officially happening. Now, there's, there's stages that, that, that go into uh, the process leading up to the official publication date. But just seeing how God has worked and orchestrated, I mean, he closed while I was like considering the contract at the same time, he was closing all these other doors, like all the, the strands, I, I like to say, uh, that I had put out there and, and even uh, that was happening, God was closing them and saying, no, no, that's cut off. That's cut off for the time being. Uh, and it was just like reaffirming this decision to go with, with Postal Press. And there's a number of, of reasons that I, I chose uh, to sign officially with them, uh, not just them asking and, and offering, uh, although that was a huge reason for it, but their values align with mine. As I said, that is an important uh, distinction. Secondly, they are associated with Simon & Schuster, which is one of the, the top five. They are the fourth biggest publishing company in the world, which being associated with, with that uh, is awesome too, which means the book can be distributed all over the world uh, and published all over the place. They are also a collaborative publishing company. They help you out tremendously, but they also give the author quite a bit of say, which I love. Uh, I'm, I'm very much about the relationships with people and, and they know how to do books. They know uh, what, what, what is involved and they're, they're guiding the author to the best possible product. And considering they've published the likes of Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, you name it, that means a lot. Uh, credibility. Uh, so there's a lot of other reasons that I won't mention, read the post, but I, I do want to say that it is possible and I'm living proof of that now as well. I never thought the book would, uh, you know, be a book when I first started, let alone be a published book. And my, my heart's desire that when I first started naively was to become a New York times bestselling author. Now it is simply if the book gets into one person's hand, ideally I want everyone to read the book. I want as many people as possible to read it. But if it gets in the hands of one person that says, 
that reads it, sorry, and, and gets helped and starts a massive chain reaction, more than what I could ever do, then it's definitely worthwhile. Uh, and I'm all about impacting the lives of the next generation of people. But that is the, the story of, of really the, 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 my first book. On, on, it goes a lot deeper than that. It's a long, long story. Uh, there's a lot of things in there that I, I didn't share. But what I will say is, um, yeah, you can do it, my friends. You can, you can do it. Your willingness to be persistent, to not give up, uh, to give it your all, to be excellent in everything that you do, and to just believe, to be kind. Uh, and you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys, if it wasn't for all the people that helped uh, along the journey. So thank you all so much. And anyway, uh, that's, the, that's the end of this story from me uh, for the time being. Uh, but continue to to watch where the book goes and, and hopefully it, it changes the world for good. So be blessed, my friends. Take care and be safe. And remember, your story matters. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 